I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of Fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio from me is Michael Swain of Fog.net. Uh, Michael, I'm, I'm a little tired. I, I just got back into Kansas, and here I'm, I'm spending my time with you. Well, Fitz, I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm well-rested. Kansas didn't play this weekend, so I'm ready to get going. Let's do this. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And if uh, you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning. If I remember to put it up in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com and fog.net. I actually forgot a couple weeks ago and Scott Chasen said, where's the drive? We will start things off with our two-minute drill. The first segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Alrighty, Fitz. Kansas State beat TCU 31-38 in overtime to capture the Big 12 football championship on Saturday. Fitz, can you take us through how the Wildcats knocked off the unbeaten Horned Frogs? It was, it was really Im- impressive because K-State had opportunities to put the game away. They had to come back after TCU uh, scored on its first possession. But K-State was resilient. They made some big plays. They had some errors, including a muffed punt that isn't typical of Phillip Brooks, but kind of switched the momentum back right when K-State looked like it was about to take control of the game. They lost control of the game. You know, Max Duggan is so impressive. He is an absolute warrior. He is TCU's quarterback. He reminded me of Colin Klein in this game. He would not let his team go down easily, but it got to the point by the time that they got to the almost the scoring in overtime, there was nothing left for Max Duggan. He was just completely done. And so they had to hand the ball off. An incredible stand by the Kansas State defense in overtime that will go down in history as maybe one of the greatest defensive stops in in program history and then of course that meant in overtime when they had the ball they could just set it up for a field goal they did that and Ty Zentner the senior from right here in Topeka was not about to miss that kick just right through the uprights 31-28 Kansas State wins the Big 12 title and this Kansas State team has learned its lessons this wasn't about a team that was you know wildly inconsistent they just had some games where maybe they were outplayed Tulane certainly outplayed the Cats, and maybe they caught them off guard because nobody expected Tulane to be a New Year's Six type of team this year, and that's exactly what they are. Then they lost to TCU when a slew of injuries derailed them in the second half, and then Texas came out and played one of its best halves of football all season and uh, kind of ran Kansas State off the field even though the Wildcats rallied in the second half. Three really good teams they lost to, 
<clears throat> but as I said, they, they learned those lessons as the season went, uh, and they became a pretty darn good team, and they united in that locker room. They kept getting better. Deuce Vaughn was the MVP of this game. He had a run to the end zone for about 44 yards that will go down in history. And then after Zender made the, or the field goal, excuse me, the party was on in Arlington as the Cats earned the Big 12 title. And with that, the bid to the Sugar Bowl, even they were going either way, but it was quite a performance. And this is what I expect all of a sudden from Chris Kleiman's teams. They will not go down easily. They won't. And it's called the championship game, and, and those were two championship-level performances, right? You mentioned K-State's resiliency. Max Duggan, I mean, he probably put himself at least in the top three of the Heisman conversation with a performance like that, especially after what happened to Caleb Williams the night before. I, I'm not allowed to reveal my Heisman vote, oh. but someone might have hopped to the top of the oh. list. Mm -hmm. Michael, Kansas is headed to the Liberty Bowl to take on Arkansas. What's your initial reaction to the matchup? I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Kansas and Missouri. We had a poll question about it. I think the Arkansas matchup, matchup is super interesting. I, yeah. I think you look at the two teams, the two programs, kind of different seasons. Kansas went into the year not really expecting to be in this position. Arkansas, on the other hand, entered the season as a top 25 team, thinking they were maybe going to play and compete for a New Year's Six Bowl. And now they're here. And I'm excited for this game because the offense is here. You know, we, we know what Kansas can do with Jalen Daniels, the option runs, the explosive offense with Andy Kotelnicki leading the way. And with the full month to prep, get these guys healthy again for the first time since the September, I think they could put up major points. But so too can Arkansas. KJ Jefferson is elite really good athlete, really good arm, and that offense can put up a lot of points as well. That for me is gonna make this a super, super exciting game. I don't think it's gonna be a defensive game. The trenches are gonna be fascinating, but Fitz, I'm gonna get out in front of this. Regardless of what happens, it's a good result for Kansas. You're playing on a really big stage, 28th of December, 4.30 p.m. on ESPN. I'm also ready for, regardless of what happens, how Arkansas fans will spin this. If Kansas wins, it's because Arkansas uh, doesn't care. And, oh, it's just a bowl game. Who really cares? Even if Kansas goes out and wins it. And if Arkansas wins, oh, great. They won a bowl game. Overall, I think it's a great matchup for Kansas. These bowl practices that are going to happen over the next month are really what's going to set Kansas apart from some of those other bottom teams in the Big 12, like West Virginia and Iowa State. Those teams can't lift. They can't practice. Kansas can. If you want to talk about building a consistent winner long-term, these practices are crucial. So overall, it's a massive stretch ahead for Kansas. This bowl game is massive. I'm planning my trip out to Memphis. Super excited to be there, but I'm overall really good matchup. Obviously not Missouri, but I still think uh, a good matchup overall. I wanted Missouri, but I understand that uh, the Tigers were scared. Uh, let me tell you, I, I love Memphis. I know that some people don't like Memphis, and the stadium's kind of, it's a little bit run down. They're working on that. But folks, if you get a chance to go, go. It's, it's worth the experience. And, and KU needs all the fans possible because this is basically a home game for Arkansas. They cross a river and they're in Memphis, so it'll be interesting. That it will. Well, we've talked a lot, lot about the Big 12 this year and the competitiveness of the new Big 12. Now that you've seen the two title games in back-to-back -back years be really close, just how excited are you next season adding two more conference champion contenders and overall in the new Big 12? Uh, adding Houston and BYU and UCF and Cincinnati just really enhances this league. And it keeps the league at even competition. And Michael, that's what I really love about mm -hmm. the Big 12. 
is every game, particularly now that Kansas has righted its ship and finally got back on the stage with everyone else, every week is a struggle. That's not true in any other Power Five conference. You've got two, three, four, or maybe in the Pac-12, five different teams that just don't put up much of a fight on any given Saturday. You can just cruise past them and play a lot of number twos. In the Big 12, it's a, just a physical battle every game. And it's not gonna change because they're bringing in teams like Cent Central Florida, UCF, and Cincinnati that are physical, that do like to get after you. These are great brands to bring in, and I think it will only further enhance the conference moving forward. The only unfortunate thing about this to me is Oklahoma and Texas are gonna be in this conference for two more season, seasons. So there's gonna be a 14-team conference. I wish they had had moved on, uh, but Oklahoma honestly can't afford the buyout. Texas, of course, can afford whatever it wants. So they're gonna stick around. Uh, and I think that's bad, but also it, it helps elevate the brands of these schools if they get to play OU in Texas on, on their home fields, which would be pretty cool for them. So Michael, I'm really excited about it. What are your thoughts? I'm pumped. You look at the last two Big 12 title games coming down to an inch, and all of a sudden you're gonna add more equal teams that are on that same sort of level playing field. I'm just excited for this conference championship game for seasons to come. What was the closest conference championship game all weekend? The Big 12. Again. It's been like that for back-to-back -back seasons. And now you're gonna add teams like BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston. Teams that are gonna play competitive games with the current Big 12 teams. Overall, I don't think you can ask for a better collection of teams to yield a competitive product overall. Man, Baylor made a goal line stand at the same end zone apparently last year, mm -hmm. and Kansas State did it this season. Pretty cool. Now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. All right, last week's question was, would you like to see Kansas paired up with Missouri in the Liberty Bowl? Yes. The answer, A, absolutely yes, got 64%. B, no thanks, got 20%. And C, I don't care, got 16%. The people that said C, uh, not fun. Yeah, you know what? Missouri totally ducked this game. They did not yes. want this game. As much as they deny it, everyone in the bowl industry knows what Missouri was saying. Well, here's this week's question. Once Texas and Oklahoma leave the conference, should Chris Kleiman be the highest paid head coach in the new Big 12? A, yes. B, no. C, let's wait a season or two and vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. So a season or two after they leave will be three years from now. We'll read those results in season 20 of the Drive. Can't wait. Mm. All right, well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on The Drive. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It is time to continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. All right, Fitz. Kansas State is now headed to the Sugar Bowl to take on SEC powerhouse Alabama. Fitz, how amazing is the job Chris Kleiman has done in Manhattan? It's, it's absolutely incredible, and there really was no drama in this pick. Once they put up uh, the top four teams that were getting into the playoff, you knew that Alabama at five, and they put that up also, would represent the SEC, and K-State would represent the Big 12 as champion. Uh, I'm not sure many people expected Chris Kleiman to win a conference championship and get a New Year's Six Bowl in year four. I certainly find it surprising after that loss to Tulane, but as I mentioned earlier, all of a sudden we understand Tulane is a really good team. They will take on USC in the Cotton Bowl in their own New Year's Six Bowl. But this is a huge step for the Kansas State program to win the Big 12 title and now move on to an opportunity to beat what is absolutely the biggest brand in college football right now, Alabama. And as you said earlier in the show, Michael, uh, this SEC team, like every SEC team not in the college football playoff, is setting up the narrative, well, we just didn't care. We didn't have enough players. They all are opting out. And Kansas State heard it last year from an LSU program and coaching transition, but we expect a number of players in Alabama to sit this out because the Sugar Bowl's beneath them. And I'm really not into that narrative. You know who it's not beneath? It's not beneath Kansas State because this is a possible stepping stone to even bigger things. If you choose to recruit the five stars that aren't invested in college and college football, uh, this is what the price you pay. Um, and if they don't want to stick around and play that final game, that is part of the deal when you recruit them. Kansas State has a bunch of kids that want to play. And in fact, they've got some players like Felix Andudike Ozama and Cooper Beebe that are going to be very high draft picks. Why don't they sit out? 
They don't sit out because it's important to them. And the reason it's important to them is Chris Kleiman's culture. This is a very united team. This is a family-like atmosphere. And those aren't just words and, and phrases. These are, these are players that are really well bonded. Look at the relationship between Adrian Martinez, the starting quarterback of Will Howard, who was his backup. And I think we all agree that Will's probably now the starter. But they're very tight, very close, just like everyone else on this team. And they play for each other, not themselves. That's what Kleiman's program is all about. I love that after the Big 12 title game that he gave an immediate shout out to Adrian Martinez. Yeah. You mentioned culture. That is a great example of what good culture looks like. And Adrian went out for that overtime coin flip and won it for the Cats. So mm -hmm. even he kind of played a role even though he wasn't suited up. Well, Kansas basketball went 2-0 last week with two dominant victories. How have you seen KU improve since returning from the Bahamas? Well, I think it starts with K.J. Adams. We've talked a lot about the center position for Kansas and how maybe unorthodox it has been this season where you're starting a six foot seven guy who isn't a post threat, doesn't really block any shots. The things that you expect from a big man under Bill Self, KJ Adams has played pretty well. He scored the ball a lot better. He's looked maybe a little bit more comfortable in this role playing the five. And I think this team will grow around KJ Adams as the season goes on because I think equally what we've learned is Zach Clements is not ready yet and is not at the pace of the rest of the big men. Zuby Ejiofor has a really bright future, but is he ready as a true freshman? And Ernest Uday is going to have peaks and valleys with his play, but KJ Adams has been the guy. And I think that improvement you saw last week was super, super impressive. Now, I think Bill Self has said that he wants to see his team improve on the defensive side of the floor. They've barely practiced in the month of November. That's how condensed the schedule was between the Champions Classic, between going to the Bahamas, between coming back and then playing two games last week. Now all of a sudden you're looking at them playing, what, three games before December 22nd? This is a team that's gonna grow a ton over the next three weeks. I think defensively is the area where Bill Self wants it to grow the most. Tell me if you heard this before, Bill Self harping on defense in December. It's, it's a time old tradition and you're going to see him talk about it more and more as the weeks go on. But again, talking about the improvement since you got back from the Bahamas, KJ Adams deserves a ton of credit. I think guys like Kevin McCullough do as well. He missed the game last Monday, played against Seton Hall, best game of his Kansas career so far. He is trending in the right direction as conference season nears. And so I think as this non-conference play has gone along, we've seen the weaknesses of Kansas, but I think we've also seen a team really grow into its strengths and really start to improve and find an identity. And whenever that defense does come, and you know it will under Bill Self, this is a team that's going to be ready to compete for a Big 12 title. And that, I think, is a great position to be in for a team that has so many new faces. You know what? I think I'd be better if I spent some time in the Bahamas. I'm, I need to give that a try. I think that'll prove everything about my game. I don't. Really I think have so, too. Game, but I'll, 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 I'll try to do it for science. I'll try that. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Dara's Corner Market. We love local. We are local for you. All right, Fitz, well, starting in 2024, the college football playoff will expand to 12 teams. What can this mean for programs such as Kansas State? Okay, so as we sit here today, Kansas State finished, um, I think they're ninth in the college football rankings, playoff rankings, which is uh, a really nice achievement, but they're well outside of a four-team playoff. Not so when it's a 12-team playoff, but here's what's really interesting about it. When they start this playoff structure, Michael, in a few years, the top four buys, because four teams will get buys, will go to the top four conference champions in the poll. 
So that would mean Kansas State would have a bye in that first game. And if they play home games then on the field, on a conference field uh, in the next round, they would be playing a very prominent program coming to Manhattan, Kansas to play. How does that change the, the outlook of around the country about Kansas State football? You're not just in a New Year's Six Bowl, which, you know, we kind of forget who were in the bowls from year to year. We kind of remember the playoffs. You expanded to 12. All of a sudden, Kansas State's in the conversation. You do that three years in a row, yeah, if you're, even if you're in second place in the conference and get in, man, that just changes everything about your program. It changes how you can recruit and maybe starts to elevate you slowly and surely into the national conversation. I'm really curious to see what kind of impacts it has on programs like Kansas State. And it appears, Michael, that Lance Leipold might be elevating KU to possibly get into that same kind of discussion. And for the Big 12, the new Big 12, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. It is. And you talked about how competitive the Big 12 could be. Imagine how many teams over the next seven, eight years, once they do the 12-team playoff, will be able to make it. Yeah. That's going to put so many more eyeballs on programs like Cincinnati, Kansas maybe, maybe even Iowa State. That's huge for those programs and the revenue that they can bring in. Keep in mind, Cincinnati was in the playoff last year, mm -hmm. TCU this year. The Big 12 is going to be just fine. And now let's hear from the fans. And our fan question is sponsored by Medlark. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. All right, Fitz. Our fan question this week is, where does this game rank in historic Kansas football victories? This is from Darren in Manhattan. Kansas State, but it ranks very high. We just had a story at Go Powercat about that. It appeared before the game. We did that on purpose in case they won. And of course, the top two are pretty obvious to everyone. It'd be the Big 12 championship game in 2003 and the win over Nebraska that brought a, broke a 30-year losing streak um, to, in 1998. Uh, it's right up there with it because of how good TCU is. This is a legitimate national title contender, and beating them in this kind of stage says a lot about the state of the program. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When you return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Well, it's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show. And now let's look at our predictions. The predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House, meeting your friends at Kites and the Draft House since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Let's look at last week's results. Thank you, K-State, for the win there. <clears throat> I went 2-1. One and two, one and two. Our evil, villainous viewers, you know I love you, are still leading here by one game, but your two handsome, shockingly attractive hosts are tied. That's, that's us. That's him. He's over there. There. That's it. Now here's this week's picks. We're going to start with basketball. KU at Missouri. We put KU minus two and a half. I'm not picking against KU uh, with Missouri. I'm not doing it. I, I'll pick KU. I don't care what you do. I'm not picking Missouri. You can't make me. No, me neither. This is a Bill Self coaching game against Dennis Gates. I think you take the coach that's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Next up, we're going to take Abilene Christian at K-State. It's Kansas State minus 13 and a half. I'm going to take Abilene Christian. Just, I just have a sneaky feeling this, is, this smells like a backdoor cover. Yeah, that's exactly it. This K-State team's kind of playing a little bit indifferent at times right now. 
They have Gabbling Christian and Incarnate Word this week. They better be good boys. They, they better go win some basketball games or they'll be sinners. Our last game of the week is Army and Navy in the classic football game. Army is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you got? Go Army. Beat Navy. Okay, I'll take Navy. I, no reason why. Just Navy. Go Navy. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page, at the Drive 13 Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock, sponsored by Carpet One, buy local for a strong local community. Michael Swain of Fog.net. Take it away. Well, Fitz, we talked to Kansas Athletic Director Travis Goff earlier today, and he said something that's really stuck with me. As Kansas has gained more traction nationally, uh, the NIL department has grown. But that means using NIL to keep your players at Kansas. Everyone thinks that it's always to get your players to Kansas. Goff says it's to keep your players at Kansas. As the transfer portal opens on Monday, something to keep in mind, keeping the players at Kansas is just as important as getting new players to Kansas. Also keep in mind that it, the NIL wasn't supposed to be used for recruiting. Mm. So it really is supposed to be that. Well, I'm always fascinated by players that rise to the moment, that make the big play, that come through in the clutch. And that was Ty Zittner, Kansas State's kicker. He wasn't Kansas State's kicker at the start of the season. He was the punter and kickoff specialist. But Ty rose to the occasion and just calmly went onto the field and drilled a 31-yard field goal to make his team Big 12 champs. And if you see the video of that, he's actually smiling and laughing as he runs onto the field. He was one cool cookie. And you know what? Marquise Noel for the Kansas State basketball team is kind of evolving into that also. Marquise at times last year was trying too hard to be the guy. Well, this year he's actually proving he can be the guy, draining a really big three-pointer late in that game on Saturday night against Wichita State. Let's hope K-State can continue to have people rise to the occasion. Marquise, uh, it's kind of fun to watch him play as well as he's playing right now because he could carry the catch to a number of victories, and he's already done it twice this season. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.